All right, Don Smith, the one and only. Uh, man, thank you so much for for joining. We've been uh, we've been going back and forth for a minute now, so um, I'm pumped. We're finally able to to sit down and, and talk a little bit. So um, you've been busy. How you doing? I'm good, man. <laughs> I feel blessed. I've been busy, like you said. Um, I feel very. I'm not really like feeling like nervous. I feel like when we have big things coming to our lives, sometimes mm -hmm. we tend to get nervous. I feel more excited than anything, and that's a good place to be. So I also appreciate you taking the time, being patient with me. Um, I know the scheduling hasn't been easy, but we're here now. So, yeah. No, it's it's an honor. When there when there's a will, there's a way. Um, and yeah, I mean, good for you for, you know, having that, that center of peace, for lack, for lack of a better phrase. You know, the transitions are, are tough, man. So, um, I, I just did a big move myself, so I, I, feel, I know mm. how that goes. So um, to hear, you know, you know, you're calm and clear eyed, clear headed, I mean, well prepared. So uh, that's no, no small feat. Right. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, so normally um, I, I ask about, you know, the project we're discussing first, but you've had, um, I'm actually going to flip the script uh, just because you've had so much cool stuff, you know, announced and, and come out recently, uh, if that's all right. So. Uh, first, I you're uh, doing some acting, yeah, think, right, in a film. Um, tell us about that. That's so rad, man. I like acting is something that's always intimidated me, but I like am very interested in it. I feel like it's. Um, I just think theater is like theater is part of a lot of things that we do. Theater is part of um, law. Theater is a part of being a voice actor. Theater is a part of making music and rapping, storytelling, the type of writing and rapping that I do, I storytell. So a lot of time I step into characters already. So it's cool to like embody that another way. Um, but yeah, I've been like acting on and off for the past couple of years. Uh, I've just been trying to be in front of the camera more and take it a little bit more seriously. But um, yeah, this was, a, this was a cool way to jump in for sure <laughs> for Latino Heritage Month. Um, shout out to the people over at um, New York Latin Film Festival um Warner Bros the Tally Channel uh the Cutaway LLC but yeah so cool I got I have a, I have a million questions I won't I, pro I won't take up the whole time asking about it but uh so you mentioned you've been doing this on and off for for a few years did you did you grow up acting or is this kind of like a whole new experience relatively new I hope it looks like I grew up acting um because then that means I'm doing a decent <laughs> job but um nah I never acted before ever I, I, in college I took like a like a theater acting one-on-one course. So I learned, but that was more like theater. It wasn't like acting in front of a camera. It's like being on stage. Um, and then of course, just rapping. You know, I'm used to being on stage as a, a performing musician, growing up playing instruments and things like that. So it's not like a totally new thing to me, but reciting lines is still a little like, feels a little unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did, did like the... Did memorizing lyrics transfer at all to memorizing actual lines, like skill set lines? Uh, I mean, for something like this, this was very like, um, we're going to do this a bunch of times and whatever starts to feel natural in terms of what you're saying. Like there was a general script or flow of conversation and interaction, but there wasn't any action. There wasn't any, like actual, you have to say this and she has to say this. Yeah. Cool. So it was cool to kind of like do it 10 times and be like, yeah, I think it feels natural to say it this way. And then the editors, you know, yeah, so yeah, kind of, and that's kind of how I prefer to do it. Honestly, um, that's not going to get me very far, unfortunately, but 
that's kind of how like because I, I come from a background of freestyling and just coming off the top of the dome and you know so improv kind of relates to it in that way so um but i have done gigs where i had to remember the entire monologue pieces and rapping definitely helped a hundred percent yeah i'm sure um what about so do you you had kind of like off the top freestyle cypher type lyrics do you still prepare your music that same way relatively off the top or do you kind of get gravitate more towards you know writing out i go in and out of it um lately i have been not writing anything i've just been um seeing what comes out uh especially for like features when other artists want me to be on their records i've been seeing what the music pulls out of me and what the sonics pull out of me um and that's been a really cool experience because it, whatever's there is gonna come out and nothing about it feels forced and i mm -hmm. think that like the most natural, the most organic stuff is kind of always my favorite. So lately that's where I've been, but sometimes I get to places where like, I want to storytell in a particular way. And in order for me to do that, the best way popular possible is to actually write it down. So, yeah. What about um, like comfort with being in front of a camera versus being in front of a crowd, like an audience that came to a show of yours? Any comfort difference? Um, I prefer the crowd. It's a conversation that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I can tell if, if they really like this part of the song or this song sucks or whatever the case is. So I, I prefer that um, because it's like I'm going off their energy. They're going off mine. It just feels like a real conversation that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah real time mm -hmm. feedback in, in some sense, yeah. too. Um, it's just one more question. I'm like peppering you on this. No, one, but, good. Um, what about like, how did you get like linked up to this project? Like, did you know the uh directors quote-unquote screenwriters or, or anything like that so the director and the person who runs one of the main production companies for this who casted me um he shot i've shot with him maybe like three times he did like to be grateful for my most recent project um which is like my favorite thing film-wise that i've done and then he did uh a couple other joints from my first album don't ask me where i'm from so I just, you know, I'm a big fan of his work. He, whatever I, story I want to tell, like, I give it to him and he just makes it bigger and better. And I can't say that about everybody. So uh, Miguel Ortiz is his yeah. name. Miguel Ortiz. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll look at his, uh, I'll look him up. Because I, I ask all of this from, like, I've, I've never been like on a stage or in a fr front mm. of a camera. So um, it's always really interesting to hear how, how these things come, come to life, yeah. really. Um, so anyway, super cool. And an another cool thing I saw you post recently, uh, I think you have a project coming out with Mick, Jen Mick Jenkins soon too. Right? Uh, yeah, we have a single dropping on Friday, uh, produced by Imani, um, from the West coast. It's called give me space. Yeah. So again, so cool. Um, right. Not to, you know, if it's top secret or anything. That's no, so cool. no. <laughs> how, did, how did that collaboration? Uh, you know, like? not, no, nothing top secret. Um, just, uh, <laughs> the song is actually like old like well i don't mean to say it like that but it, it, I, the song has been sitting on ice for i want to say like close to five years now um and it uh yeah oh, wow. yeah it's been sitting there i just kind of didn't have a place okay. for it and i really love the record and the record has changed so many different times but i was like i don't know i don't like just putting things out into the world kind of without um feeling like it's going where it belongs mm -hmm. 
And I felt like I finally found a place for it in my catalog, in the timing of everything else I have coming out. Um, so yeah, and you know, we, we dealt with all the uh, the paperwork stuff and it just felt like this was the right time to do it. So I'm excited about it though. I'm really wow, excited about it. Yeah, as you should be. Again, such, such a cool collaboration and a uh, long time, long time coming too. So, uh, I mean, that's as cliche as it gets, but you know, time, yeah, time is everything. it is. So, um, was, was there anything that like clicked in particular? Um, like it sounds like maybe discography wise that opened up or was it really just a matter of, I could have been a combination of paperwork. Um, I think sonically it sits very well with what I have coming out, mm. what I had, what released this year from my, my discography, but also what I have coming next. And um, it seemed like it worked well with what he's been doing as well uh, lately, too. He released an album, I think, earlier this year or late last year. Um, beautiful. Honestly, I think some of his best work, probably my favorite project he's put out so far. But it just seemed like it sat kind of like at a nice compromise between our two. And that's when I thought of the record again. I was like, I think I'm like feeling a lot more comfortable putting this record out now. Um, cool. And then, you know, it just, it happens that a lot of people who listen to me also listen to him and vice versa. So it works out. Yeah. Yeah. Fan bases, discography, kind of the whole, right. the whole thing. Um, that's super, super cool. Uh, how did, how did you two link up initially? I'll just that. honestly, internet, like just, yeah. Like yeah. my manager scrolling and seeing that his manager was looking for some, some verses and stuff like that. And then they started talking through email. And then it was like, yo, uh, what do you think about doing a record with Nick Jenkinson? I was at that time, you know, I was very, very much earlier in like what I'm doing now as, as a songwriter. So I'm like, a pro, I'm hearing it as like a fan. I'm like, I'm actually such a bigger fan of, of Mick Jenkins than I would even consider myself to be a potential collaborator. And he's like, well, what if I told you like you could do it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it for sure. Like, I just didn't think he was being serious. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, something. right. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was just strictly internet stuff. That's one of the good things about the internet. It can bring somebody from here and here, like here in an instant. So um, we found something that worked for everybody. And then, you know, I kind of just wanted to go with a producer I trusted, somebody I was a fan of as well, um, somebody who could understand, I guess, both of our sounds and kind of treat it the right way. So that's why I ended up going with Imani Beats from uh, the West Coast. But um yeah super cool yeah no i mean for all you know the good and the bad that comes with mm -hmm. the internet um just kind of one thing like that i've experienced personally is you know really really does open up doors for people to get in touch i mean i shot you a, an email out of the blue um and you know all the, the other artists you know, we've talked to and done these quote-unquote album clubs for have have all been just because you can get in touch with people in ways you you couldn't right. afford so um a lot, lot, lot of good, a lot of bad, but, uh, you know, opening doors for communication, I, it, at least for my book, is a for sure. positive. So anyway, super cool that that came. Mm -hmm. out yeah, man, I'm excited. Um, Pre-save if you haven't already. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Everybody yeah, appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Stream sure. it on repeat. Sure. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, good Friday song. Um, so one question I did have, so again, kind of getting to the project, but um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, when we spoke, uh, you know, a little while back, you had mentioned that you had... A background in bio actually um so how did you you know work for go from being you know student studying bio to being a, a full-time artist of, of all you know 
Uh, that's a good question, man. <laughs> I mean, I I grew up around music. I grew up a dancer, actually. Um, so, yeah. So I was always around music um, in that way in the beginning. My father played guitar. Um, my family was always dancing, you know, the holidays. It's Dominican and Haitian people, so there's always music playing. Always, it's all the time. Um, and... You know, I ended up going to college very far away from home, and I didn't know anybody out there besides mm -hmm. the few people that I got sent with um, from, like, my scholarship program, Posse. And I, eventually I just got to a place where I felt the culture shock made me feel very alienated, and um, it's just, just a very different um, demographic there that I'm used to being around socially, academically, um, everything. So... I kind of just felt like I didn't have a voice and I was trying to find my way to express my voice and tell my stories. And rap ended up being that outlet. Um, I was already like freestyling and making beats, you know, for a long time, playing instruments, guitar, piano, drums, but um, none of those allowed me quite to tell my story and people that I care about our story yeah. in the way like rap did. And it felt like mine. There was nobody else on campus doing that at the time, rapping and doing anything hip hop related that I felt connected to culturally um, and as an individual. So I just decided to do it myself. And here we are <laughs> like seven, eight years later. Yeah, man, it's been a, been a minute. OK, so my, ne my next question was going to be if you had like a cohort of creatives that you worked with but it sounds like this was something you really took on and owned. at first at first yeah it was very independent um and then naturally like you know it started to invite in certain that's the way energy is right you put out a certain type of energy naturally it's going to attract whatever's supposed to be there so that's exactly what happened so one of my closest friends my brother damn near um tofu jack he's a producer singer tiktok viral extraordinaire this guy's <laughs> he's a, a a black kid from Brooklyn with rainbow dreads who raps and sings in Japanese fluent. Um, yeah, oh, wow. phenomenon. Um, but he, him and oh, I met smokes. in college okay. and he, um, we ended up being roommates. So we started a rap group together in college. And then that's, that's when I started to feel like, oh, damn, like maybe I'm not the only person that feels this way. And then, yeah. yeah, so shout out to him. Big shout out to him. Big shout out. Did you pick up any Japanese? Uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not as fluent as him, but I did, I did pick up a couple things for sure. <laughs> that's so, that's super rad. How, how did he have family or spend time in, in Japan? Because that's. He's just an alien, bro. He's just an alien. He just picked yeah, it up. He's just wow. an alien. That's this is the so same cool. dude who, from when he was born until now or like maybe more recently had never eaten meat in his life his family raised him as a vegan okay. like he's an alien he's truly an alien <laughs> yeah interesting. yeah yeah i mean i feel like you definitely come across more and more people who you know pick up veganism right yeah 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 um yeah full-blown practice but like growing up with that is, is another another level i don't know if i know anybody who yeah no. has not in life. not in in black and brown urban culture like well, yeah sure being a non-eat meter at that time is just like bro what do you, it sounds like a joke you know what i'm saying um so his yeah <laughs> so you know all the all the different unique things about him have also branded into his art so yeah. anyway so him and i you know we spoke a certain language together in college and then started making music together and um i pushed him and he pushed me so 
Yeah. And were you both, did you, did you slash you both like perform through college too? Or is it more like, quote, not to like be reductive, but was it more of a side project or something you were really like putting, you know, job, you know, like internship level? Well, I mean, you know, as we mentioned, I was studying biology. So that's not like a, you can't go half-ass into biology. Yeah. So (laughs) as much as I didn't want it to be a side thing, it was, it was a side thing, but, um, Anytime I wasn't in class, I was in the studio. Uh, and either he was next to me or he was coming in when I was leaving at 6 a.m., 5 a.m. Um, but, you know, and then I graduated. And when I graduated, I said, you know, I think I'm going to just focus on music only for like a year and see what happens. And then a year turned into two, two turned into four. And yeah. 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 So that gets that gets to a good question I, I like to ask, which is, for someone, for for the next bio student who's, you know, working on this in whatever, you know, the bio schedule is no joke. So whatever hours yeah. are left, um, you know, what, what would you recommend to someone who aspires to, you know, kind of where you are right now? Your ex your number of years in the game, you've got some cool collaborations, you've got full projects coming out. Based upon that accumulated wisdom, what would you, what would you recommend or advise someone? Um, don't try to be normal. Like, normal is not a real thing. Uh, there's no such thing as normal. Uh, I feel like you need to spend time with yourself and try some new things and take yourself on some dates and like, you know, love on yourself in whatever way you can, um, through whatever, camping, making music, playing basketball, things that aren't solely academic, essentially. And I think that like academia puts this pressure on us to be like the perfect robot student who like doesn't straight and it's it's actually about breaking rules more than it is about following them so um Mm -hmm. don't worry about normal normal's gonna be there um create whatever that normal is for you and just like challenge the uh go get into trouble as um senator john lewis he spoke at my yeah good yeah good trouble he spoke at my graduation uh and that was that's what he left me with yeah god rest his soul that's uh yeah oh, man that'd be it i'm sure that i'm sure that was definitely pushed me like into the direction uh, of like yeah i gotta go make some music for sure like yeah yeah following what, what's yeah, in your heart yeah. right um yeah that's so cool and you know I, I mean i look back on you know kind of those those college years and it's like a fine line right like it's a, it is a time of self-discovery and it can be a great opportunity for that but there's also you know taking an MCAT, right? There's only so much wiggle room there. So it's a, it's a, it's a delicate mm. balance to, it's a, it's a line to toe for sure. Um, but and, anyway, super, super cool. Yeah. Appreciate sharing that. Um, two, <laughs> that brings us to in loving memory. Uh, one random question. You mentioned uh, Nipsey Hussle a lot on the project. Uh, I'm wondering if you have like a favorite record, a favorite project, song, lyric, etc. cetera, that, um, or I won't make you pick one, but like, you know, in your in your pantheon of, of Nipsey? Um my two favorite records from Nip are um Blue Laces Three, I think it is. And um what's the other one called? Uh it's actually not from Victory Lab. Uh the I think it's called The Blueprint with Dave East. Those are my two favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Those are those are good ones. Um how much do you like I'm trying to think about how to phrase this question, like follow because what, what I always thought was the one thing that stuck with me about Nipsey Hussle is I there's a clip of an interview at some point where he's basically like, 
the only thing I did different, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but like the only thing I did differently was yeah. never give up. And that's like always stuck with me, um, especially as I, I just like speak for myself now, but like trying to get like fledging projects like this off the ground is like balance, just like really kind of keeping that spirit in mind. So I'm wondering as an artist, maybe who has held a similar sentiment, um, like how much do you draw on other people like that? Or is kind of just like something you see in the universe that is less of a path if, if that you mean drawing them like as far as when i'm creating or um creating or even like as a blueprint like i saw you know nip did the, i forget how much those early mixtapes right it's like a hundred thousand dollars yeah. or something like that like either as inspiration or as like a kind of literal blueprint for what mm. you can do right um honestly i think uh for me it's less about like the things they did it's more about the way they did what they did and i i try to extract the audacity from those moments and the genius from it um in a way that's maybe not so apparent and i think that like those are moments where i can like figure out how to apply it to what i have going on because i can't i can't take jay-z's hustle jay-z's monday through friday and apply it to don smith's monday through friday because we don't we're not from the same place we're not in the same place, excuse me, right now. And uh, our minds are just not even wired the same after what he's been through, what I've been through. So it doesn't make sense for me to try to be Hove on Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. I got to be Don Smith, you know, <laughs> over time every week. So it makes more sense for me to kind of listen to him, appreciate him and, and study what he uh, is offering to the space and kind of pick out the things mm -hmm. that work for me. Um, Cause you know, it's, it's just, I don't want to be Nipsey Hussle. I don't want to be Hove. I want to be Don Smith. I, I'll, I'll get much further being Don Smith than I will trying to be Nipsey Hussle 2.0, you know, with all respect to everybody. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think audacity is a great word, word choice there that I think that really kind of sums up. Um, cause there's a leap of faith For sure. at some point yeah. in there. Uh, so yeah, I just, I, I think that's a, that's a great way to put it. Another question I had about the project, uh, you talk about legacy mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and I wonder how big of a role does that play in like how you pick the projects you work on? And secondly, uh, what is, I'm curious what success means to you at, at this point, at least that's probably an evolving thing. Um, well, legacy is, a. Uh, I realize, you know, I hope this doesn't sound morbid, but I realized through losing people, um, family members, friends, people transcending this this plane of earth, um, this realm and going to the next, that things are finite and that's okay. Um, and whatever you choose to do at that time is up to you and it'll affect how uh, your spirit remains after. And I say that in the least like, you know, spiritual religious aspect way possible i mean it's phys like specifically in a way of turn of like why we still learn about malcolm malcolm x and martin luther king it's, it's the legacy they left behind um and it was the way they did the things that they did um so for me legacy is like it can be a gift, a present that you're offering to whoever's going to come into the room after you. Um, what that gift or present is, it's up to you. And I think that's why it's so cool because it could really be anything. It could be a recipe in a cookbook or it could be a new way to do trigonometry. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. um, so legacy is important, man. It's a 
we have a great responsibility. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool way to think about it. The idea that you know you're gifting yeah. someone something, and uh, I know I've definitely come across like I mean, like my mom's got a recipe from from her mom kind of thing, and it's like the same piece of paper, like the physical thing, and just use like that one Word. example. But um, it's like I, it kind of trips me out sometimes to think about like how much life in some ways that that like single piece of paper has, has mm. seen. Um, but again, like thinking about it as a, as a gift that you pass on is a like really like number one conscious way to think about it, which I, I admire, but, um, also empowering is another word that, that comes to mind. So the idea that you kind of get to write your, it's going to sound a little cliche now that I said it, but like you're writing your own recipe. Like no, that, that's exactly it though. That's exactly that's it. Way to put it. Another specific kind of, this is a good, interesting jumping off point, like a, a specific line. Uh, that jumped out to me was I think there's a line about um, a casket in there. Like you're thinking about like being in a casket or something like that. And I wonder like, again, not to, I'm not deliberately trying to make this morbid, but like, do you think about, you know, your own finiteness often? Like, does that factor into again, projects you pick, how you navigate? Yeah. Um, because so I, you know, I think about mortality a lot one because it's the world we're in. Um, things are very spooky right now. People are dying um, for all types of reasons. It's been a very wild couple of years. Um, I, I never would have thought I've experienced something like a COVID-19 pandemic. Um, yeah. But it's devastated the world we live in. And so anyway, I've, you know, I've been forced to think about more, my mortality in a lot more ways than just, yo, what if I go outside and I get hit by a bus? It could be anything now. So... Um, I think that like tying into legacy, you know what I mean? It's like, well, damn, if that was to happen and I was in the waiting room for whatever the next place is that I transitioned to and I was looking through a coffee table book that is Don Smith, it's like, would I be proud of what I was reading? Um, or would I feel like, damn, I wish I could write this page over again. I remember when this happened, I wish I could do this differently. And when I think I approach it that way, it makes me feel a lot more, like you said, responsible um, for my actions and trying to be accountable for everything that I'm saying and doing and putting into the universe. And it gives you a lot more um, empowerment because it's like, damn, it's like when I wrote this lyric, I might have meant it this way, but like this other kid, like that might have changed the way he saw his whole week. That might have got him through something very specific. And I think that like, when you think about it that way, it's like, well, damn, if I do have 60 minutes to be in this room in front of a uh, chalkboard, like, what do I actually want to say to these kids? Um, mm. I, I, you know, at least yeah. that's how I view it. I think we're all teachers and students at the end of the day. So that's, yeah, it's a really, another really cool mm -hmm. way to think about it. And yeah, you're right. I mean, someone's going to hear your, your lyrics and the same line is going to manifest different ways to different people, you know, based upon the accumulated experience that each person right. has um so that kind of like open-ended impact for lack of a better phrase is is really cool but um you're right i think we've you know all gone through a lot the last handful yeah. of years and i think I don't know, i'm probably i'm making an assumption uh, and speaking for myself but i think we've all kind of grappled with that um like in finiteness and in, in ways that we probably didn't before so um, anyway, the, the coffee table book is another really, really good yeah, analogy. This, we, got, we got limited um, time here, man. Yeah. 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 Count. Cliche, again, cliche. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to so flip, I'm going to flip the script now a little bit. And, um, 
for context, I, I was in a similar kind of conversation like this, speaking to another artist, and um, this artist was coming out of kind of a period of, of grief. Uh, they lost a loved one. And the one of the themes of their album was these like just small moments of beauty um, that happen in like everyday life. So kind of like contrasting the, the mortality piece we just roped in there. I'm wondering like, have you had, have there been any small moments that have like really stuck out to you? Like, I mean, small moments of beauty in like everyday life, maybe something um, as part of this transition, et cetera, that-, that Yeah, every day, man. I, um, I pray maybe five, six, seven times a day. I pray when I wake up, when I'm brushing my teeth, when I'm eating my first meal, when I'm eating every meal, drinking water, showering, stepping outside, coming back home, locking my door. Like I'm praying all the time. And the essence of this project in love and memory is not only transitioning and accepting and welcoming transition in life because it's part of it. Nothing stays the same forever and that's how it's supposed to be. But also understanding the place, um, the, the significance of gratitude and that you have to fit that in everywhere. Um, so I'm grateful for everything, man. Like, and it, that sounds cliche and it sounds cheesy, but like everything, like I'm grateful for everything. I can't, you know, everything I do lately is just based in gratitude. Um, from the way I talk, the way I dress, the way I eat. I just think that like, goes back to what I was saying as far as like, um, loving on yourself and like putting yourself in places that are like, where you get to dare, um, yourself to do new things and try new things. I just feel like there's so much beauty in the world, unlimited beauty. And because our time is so finite, we're only going to experience like this much of it. So like, you really should be thanking whatever the universe, God, whatever it is for you that you get to experience that um, amount because you could have just stayed in the house and not done anything and um, not experienced anything. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm being, you know, I'm repeating myself now, but that's the essence though. Gratitude is, no. is everywhere. It's all around you. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it almost sounds like it's almost like an, a form of active meditation mm -hmm. throughout the, throughout the day um, for you. And it's, it's really, um, I'm trying to think, I, I listened to a podcast um, by, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but one, one is uh, uh, done by a neuroscientist and I wasn't a bio major. I understand very little of it, but it's like kind of cool to hear about how the brain and body work mm. together. And there was like a whole like hours long episode dedicated to gratitude practices and how, and the, the mental and physical benefits of like having a reliable, sustainable gratitude mm. practice mm -hmm. can be. Um, and it's just that, right. It's a practice and a method that's refined over time. So, um, that I just, I, that's more of an open-ended comment or like a tip of the hat that, that you've, you know, integrated that. So, um, I guess like structurally for lack of a better phrase into, into your yeah. day to day, um, probably helps with the big transition too. And like you mentioned, like being really calm and centered, of, you know, amid all the change in there. Yeah. So, um, that, that's awesome. Well, we've covered a whole heck of a lot of ground. I want to make sure I, I keep you on schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, two last questions. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that we should have? Anything I should have asked about but didn't? Um, and, oops, sorry. I don't think so. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> anything that you asked, you know, I, you know, you, in the time we've been talking over the past couple months, past month, uh, you seem like you do your homework. So, you know, everything you asked was very intentional. And in my life right now, I'm about being very intentional. So I can't really, I can't really say there's anything that you didn't ask that you should have. Yeah. Right, I'll take it. Um, well, and, and like I said, I know I kind of, I did this in slightly a backwards order, but any projects you want to plug, anything that's coming up that people should keep an eye out for, be aware Definitely. of? Definitely. Um, first and foremost, Gimme Space, Don Smith, McJenkins, produced by Imani, out September 2nd, this Friday. I don't know when this video is dropping, but <laughs> Gimme Space, um, out September we'll 2nd. Yeah. Um, Super excited about it. You guys should be too. I don't really drop a lot of singles, so I'm more of like a album EP kind of guy. So this is exciting. These next couple of months are going to be really exciting because I'm going to be dropping um, some really dope content and um, specifically for people who uh, have been riding with me for a while. Um, like we said, you know, it's a lot of transitions happening right now in my life and I want to be able to um, bring those people along with me. So, yeah. Well, Cheers. I and I, I know you got a lot going on. I know you could have spent your time uh, this evening doing any number of things. So I, I sincerely appreciate you swinging by to talk for a little bit. I, I I enjoyed this conversation. Like I said, we covered a whole heck of a lot. So um, I really appreciate again you carving out a few minutes. Yeah, man. Everything's based in gratitude, man. For you as well. I uh, <laughs> I hope in the future I'm a little easier to work with and to deal with, to schedule with. Um, but. Yeah, man, I appreciate your time and your uh, intentionality, for sure. Cheers. Cheers. All right, well, we'll talk soon, I'm sure. Good luck. Uh, Godspeed. All that good stuff. Take care. Have a good one.